Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Hey, doctors, what I want to call your attention to today is chiropractic and spinal instability. I want to point out something that's incredibly obvious to me, but it may not be obvious to you out there. Do you realize that the profession of chiropractic in their nationally accepted guidelines, I believe is the only profession that has as a standard of practice to do a spinal instability assessment. Now you can do a spinal instability assessment and to you're able to successfully treat the spinal instabilities. There's no other group. So medical doctors do not have in their standards of care a spinal instability assessment. Osteopaths don't have it. Uh, doctors of PT don't have it. Uh, most medical specialists don't have it. No one has it except for the chiropractic profession. Now, within the chiropractic profession, there's very few that understand how to do it. But what I want to tell you is that it is under the scope of practice. It's in the nationally accepted guidelines for chiropractic. It's not in any other profession's guidelines that I've ever reviewed or have seen. Now, this allows chiropractic to take the lead on this particular area. I have a smart injury doctor's program. I say, hey, look, there's a niche within the personal injury market where there is no competition. If you know how to do a spinal instability assessment, there is no competition. You have no competition. Zero. Because you'll have the providers, the, the wannabe providers out there that'll say, oh, yeah, we do a spinal instability assessment. We take flexion extension x-rays. Big deal. What do you do with the flexion extension x-rays? Just because you take flexion extension x-rays does not mean that you're doing a spinal instability evaluation. And just because you can point out some areas of ligament laxity does not mean there's spinal instabilities. Ligament laxity is benign. It's benign as a condition. It doesn't tell you anything. So there are very few practitioners in the market today that know how to do a spinal instability workup. And it's the easiest workup there is to do. As a matter of fact, for the chiropractic profession, for my profession, it is in our national practice guidelines. So it's part of what we're supposed to be assessing for in the first place. In others of our nationally accepted guidelines, it's a component of a subluxation complex. Now, let, let's get really clear. There's a lot of different definitions, and I want to clear some definitions. There's a thing called mechanical instability. That's where you actually have a fracture. That's where you have something, you have an infection where the, the vertebra is actually broken down, and it's an emergency medical situation, right? You have a dislocation, a spinal dislocation. So there's a thing called mechanical instability, and basically what they should be called is, is catastrophic instability. Because those are things that are probably going to need to have a medical intervention such as a surgical procedure or resetting of a, of a um, dislocation. And it's outside of the area of conservative care. So let's just, that one's off the table. That's not what's walking into conservative care providers. They don't actually walk in and say, oh my God, you got a double, uh, uh, you, you, you have a, double dislocation of the facets it's the c5 and c6 joint and it's catastrophic 
that that doesn't walk into a chiropractor's office. We don't have super, uh, you know, severe fractures that walk into a chiropractor's office or walk into a doctor of PT's office or walk into the general practitioner's office. So let's talk about what does. What does walk in is what's called functional spinal instability. That's spinal instability that's due to ligament damage. That causes excessive motion. And the definition of a spinal instability is the inability of the spine to maintain its alignment because of this ligament damage. It causes excessive motion. It irritates the hell out of the nerve, which causes pain. It can cause motor, sensory, or it can cause a myriad of other symptoms. That's what it is. Now, it's no different than the old definition of a spinal subluxation, which was a misalignment or mismovement of a vertebra that caused nerve interference. They're, they're identical. That's why in nationally accepted guidelines, chiropractors, when they're using radiography, are supposed to make an assessment for spinal instabilities. They're supposed to make an assessment for spinal subluxations. There's no other profession that actually has that as part of their workup. Now, if you look at a workup of a spine, if a spine is injured, there's only two parts to a spine. So there's only two things to injure. There's just bone and connective tissue. So if your arm was just bone and skin, that's all there was to an arm. And you said, oh, wow, I wonder if they injured their arm. What would you check for, doctors? You would check for a bone injury or a skin injury or both. Now, you may have different assessment models to assess for a skin injury versus a bone injury. It's no different in the spine. The spine is just bone and connective tissue. So you have, you have procedures to determine if you have a bone injury. They're called x-ray. It's called CT. You have procedures if you have a ligament injury. They're called excessive motion testing to determine if the support ligaments, which are the majority of the ligaments, are damaged. Or you have a MRI to see if the disc is damaged. That's it. That's all you have. It's the easiest workup in the world. Anybody that tries to complicate it is just trying to be complicated. And it's about time that we got a heck of a lot simpler. Because you know what? These soft tissue injuries to the spine are the number one cause of chronic pain and disability in the market today. They're the number one, number four, and number six leading cause of pain and disability in the market today. There's more people walking around with chronic pain conditions because they can't find a doctor that understands the very simple thing that I just said. Now, in the injury market, this is insane because in the injury market, basically, there is no one in your local market that is doing what I just said. I look at groups all over the internet. And there's a lot of groups talking about this, and there's a lot of posers. And I don't care if they're the largest providers in the area. They're not doing any kind of a spinal instability assessment, or they're not doing a highly accurate excessive motion test to determine how much motion there is intersegmentally. Now, here's the thing. you got to be really careful out there, too. I've been doing this the longest of anybody in the market. There's softwares out there that are horrible that are not doing a good job with this. And so you have providers that make very inaccurate assessments. I get told about them. I get told about them from consultants who are consulting on cases. And it's very problematic. So an excessive motion test is a test separate from a, uh, a x-ray read that 
determines how much excessive motion there is intervertebrally. It shows you exactly how much and where the ligament damage is. It allows you to qualify and grade the severity and location of this ligament injury. It allows you to determine on a more probable and not basis if you have disc herniation. It allows you to, to correlate with your treatment guides exactly so nobody's busting you over, oh, wow, are you over-treating? It allows you to determine if you have a surgical level of, of excessive motion. Now, it doesn't mean that the person has to have a surgery right away. Most patients have to fail conservative care before they ever get into a surgical situation. Most patients don't want to go, oh, wow, I got in an auto accident, let's fuse my spine. They, I, I've never met one in all the years that I've been providing. Uh, I've been a provider, 30-some years. I've never met a provider, that uh, a patient that does that. Right? So it's very easy. If you're looking at doing a soft tissue injury workup, you have an excessive motion test, you have a disc MRI study. That's it. Those are the two tests. And you have to know how to evaluate them. Guess what? If you're in an injury, it's very rare that some smart bomb of energy hits the disc and does not damage the support ligaments. Remember, the support ligaments all around the disc and are holding the vertebral motion unit together are designed to keep the motion unit in alignment and also the disc in alignment. So if the disc is misaligned, what are the chances of the support ligaments being damaged? Now, they're not picked up. They're not normally read. They're not normally identified on MRI. Some MRI enthusiasts out there can say, well, okay, yes, you could probably do it. Yeah, that's fine. But the whole industry would have to change because it's not being done on a regular basis now. And you have to also remember, MRI, for the most part, is not weight-bearing. It's problematic because it's not weight-bearing. X-ray, stress X-rays are weight-bearing. And so you can determine accurately how much excessive motion there is. So it's very uncommon to have disc herniation without significant support ligament damage. But it's common to have significant support ligament damage with no disc herniation. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, you don't understand the upper the craniocervical junction. There's no disc up there. But you can have some severe ligament damage up there that causes craniocervical instability, and it's not due to any disc. Look at the C2, C3 level. How many times have you seen a C2, C3 disc herniation, right? But you can see significant support ligament damage up there with no disc herniation. Now, it's the same throughout the spine. So there are very few experts in this market. Now, the thing I started off with is chiropractic is the only profession I'm aware of, my profession, that I'm aware of that has the assessment built right in to their nationally accepted uh, guidelines, their best practice guidelines. Now, that doesn't mean every chiropractor, again, can do this. It's rare. It's rare that you find a doctor that understands and can do a great spinal instability assessment. If you're an injured patient out there, that's what you need to look for. If you're an attorney out there, that's the doctor you need to look for because anybody else has given you a, a under-documented injury. There is no support ligament injury without an excessive motion test. There is no disc herniation without an MRI. It's just that easy. So doctors of chiropractic, if you're out there and you're listening right now, you have a very competitive advantage.
Now, that window of opportunity has been there forever. It's been there for years and years. Guys like me have been talking about it. Doctors like me have been talking about it. If this is the first you've heard of it, where have you been? Where have you been, right? So we as doctors of chiropractic have a competitive advantage in this market, but there's a window of opportunity with it because in time, that goes away. In time, the other professionals will build into their nationally accepted guidelines on assessment procedure and make it part of their nationally accepted guidelines. Again, right now, I've only seen it in chiropractic guidelines. I've never seen it anywhere else. So for somebody to say a chiropractor is not an expert in a spinal instability evaluation, too easy. What do you do? Patient's injured. Good. What are you looking for? Well, you're looking pain and inflammatory findings. Good. That's consistent with a new injury. Now what are you going to do? Well, you might do a motor or sensory test. Let's say you've got an abnormal C5 uh, muscle, right? Abduction of C, uh, 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 the abductor or the, uh, uh, the, the, you have a C5 nerve motor read, deltoids weak, C4, C5 motion unit. That's where that nerve comes out. Good. Now, what do you do? What do you see on an excessive motion test? Wow, I see excessive motion, significant excessive motion. What do you call that? You call it a spinal subluxation. You call it a spinal instability. It's the same. It's the easy. It's an insanely easy thing to pick up. It's an insanely easy exam, and it's an area where you can 100% thrive in the market. It's the easiest market that I know of to build a practice around. It's insanely wide open. Now, again, you wanna know more about it. You wanna, you know, we, I get asked, hey, I have a program called the Smart Injury Doctors Program. That's where we help doctors to actually get more injury patients into their practices. But we help them to build their practices so they don't spend their life on their practice. They don't, you know, run around, go and have these practices that more run them than they're running it giving their life 60 hours, 70 hours a week, you know, having practices that aren't not getting them or driving them where they want to be financially, personally, right? So we assist with that. If you want to find more information about our program, you call us at 800-940-6513. Check us out at the website, smartinjurydoctors.com. The best thing that you can do is call us for a personal injury performance call we're going to locate and help you identify 21 areas that we've located in your practice that if you put these things in, you're going to get a lot more referrals. And here's the thing. These things don't change. They're not going to change for the next decade. They're not going to change for the next 50 years. They're based on the injuries themselves. So once you start to do it, it just keeps giving and giving and giving. Doctors, take advantage of this market. If you're a chiropractor out there, take advantage of this market. Don't wait. You're, you're in a recession right now. This is a perfect time. Injuries and injury work is recession-proof. Now, if you're in the top 10% of anything you do, you're recession-proof as well. So be that doctor. Doctors, all I wanted to do was give you a short uh, kind of riff on this topic of spinal instability. Um, for more information, again, contact us. We even have a Facebook user group. You can... You know, come into our Facebook user group. It's at Smart Injury Doctors Practice Building Success Network. Just look it up, ask to join, and we'll show you even more materials. Doctors, I look forward to talking to you again on the next podcast. 
You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program.